Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. Oh well. Oh well. Little extra noise is fine. Little ambiance. Yeah. Oh well, I just wasted an hour and a half of my life on this terrible movie. Oh well. (laughs) Oh darn. Well, like we said, it wasn't the worst. We've watched, we've wasted more of our time on other movies. This wasn't the worst, but it does fall into the category of extraordinarily disappointing, if not the most disappointing. Yeah, so especially since you had just read the book and you weren't, I mean, it wasn't the most thrilling book either, it sounds like, but. No, I'll talk about it. So, okay, so today we're talking about Avalon High, which is from 2010. Uh, obviously, it's a Disney Channel original movie, isn't that shocking? Um, so this is based on a book called Shockingly Avalon High, written by wow. Meg Cabot, who I've talked about. The, I've talked about this previously, but I knew I was talking to talk about it more in this episode. Meg Cabot was the author is is the author of the Princess Diaries series. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has written romance novels. I, t- I said previously, she also wrote my. One of my favorite young adult book series, uh, All American Girl. And she wrote this. And this is a standalone, and it's one of her only, like, overtly fantasy-inspired. I wouldn't say it's fantasy. It's more like magical realism, if anything. Yeah. But this... Oh, maybe she realized it wasn't her thing, and that's why there's only one of them. Well, no, it's weird. And I said this to Sarah when we were watching the movie. What's weird is that the writing style of that book... Just like in how she writes the characters is completely divergent from how she normally writes because Meg Cabot is extremely good at writing from the mind of a teenage girl, especially like a mm. younger teenage girl. Like she's just very good at it. She was extremely good at it with you know Mia in The Princess Diaries, and she was very good at it with Sam and All American Girl. And this one, when she was uh, Ellie, like when she was writing Ellie, like it just didn't work ellie was very boring all this were all of the characters but i want to read the blurb for this so that i can go into detail yes go ahead because otherwise it's going to just be me going oh i'll talk about it and that's just no fun so it's tvg 2010 it's an hour 31 coming of age and fantasy this is not a coming of age movie in any way no i don't even fantasy sure i'll give it that i don't even know what else to put there's no like slice of life but it's not even a slice of life either. It's just, but it's not coming of age. It's just fantasy and regular. But <laughs> it's regular, yes. Yeah. So Allie Pennington is ecstatic to find out she is staying at Avalon High until she graduates. But while researching King Arthur's legacy, she begins to believe some people at the school may have medieval blood in them. The deeper Allie searches, the more convinced she is that her school is a contemporary Camelot, and it's up to her to solve the mystery before notorious traitor Mordred wins again. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad blurb for a bad that movie is, but whatever that is yes <laughs> well suitable and then the small blurb is just Allie is convinced that her new high school is a contemporary Camelot that's better that's true yeah it doesn't so, tell you a lot which is fine okay it's gonna be a lot of me talking and I'm sorry but to further no I'm gonna do the book first so the book centers around Ellie whose name is Elaine, which is the name the, the name of the Lady of Shallot. 
Mm. The Lady of Shalott is a poem, a, like Arthurian poem, about a woman who was jilted by uh, Lancelot, one of the knights of the Round Table. And so Ellie <laughs> spends all of her time floating in the in her pool in her backyard, and that's just I'll come back to why that's quote unquote important later. Mm, yeah. But she's also a run runner. <laughs> Which we'll get back to about what the movie a great runner later. This movie. Yeah, we'll talk about oh, that. Oh <laughs> God. Um and she's running through the park and she runs into Will A A dot Will Wagner. Uh Wait, and... is that how they refer to him in the book the whole time is A dot Will? No, 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 no. I'm just doing that. I'm, I'm perfect. His name is okay, Will. Okay, good. In, I'm in like, I hope that they don't no, refer I'm, to him as that the whole time. Yeah. It's important. Okay. Um so she makes a joke, like, for a while that, she, like, in her brain, she calls him, like, A. Will Wagner, because that's funny. So she runs into Will and his friend Lance and Will's girlfriend, Jen. It is not subtle that they are supposed to be Lancelot and Guinevere. Shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you spend some time learning about them, and then you meet Will's stepbrother, uh, Marco, and you learn that Marco's dad died in combat, which Will's dad sent him off to, and Will's dad married Marco's mom. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you learn that Jen and Lance are cheating. On, well, Jen is cheating on Will with Lance, which is very, you know, akin to what happened in Arthurian legend, where mm-hmm. Guinevere cheated on Arthur with Lancelot. And then... You learn about the Order of the Bear, which they talk about in the movie, and the Order of the Bear is this like ancient organization that's trying to protect the history of King Arthur by looking forward to the next incarnation of him. And so the teacher, Mr. Uh, Morton, at the school, you learn, is uh, a member of the Order of the Bear, and he's been watching Will. Um, and he is convinced that Ellie is... Elaine, like that's he he th- he thinks that Will is Arthur, everyone else is everyone else, and then Elaine is Elaine, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't worry about her. He's like, you have no part in this. Like, don't do anything. Um, and then you learn that Will's stepmom, Marco's mom, is actually his real mom, and that's part of the reason why his dad sent the other guy to war. It's very it's kind of funny, but that's like <laughs> also based on something that actually happened in the Arthurian legend as well, where Arthur's dad Uther <laughs> Uther m- uh, murdered. Mordred's uh, father and that's how you learn that they're actually half brothers because there's a discrepancy in some of the the lore where Mordred is either his half brother or his illegitimate son Arthur I mean yeah um I can definitely understand why he's the half-brother in this story for young adults. <laughs> yes, there's so much weaving of the characters. Like, I'm glad I have some sort of, like, basis for Arthurian yeah. legends. I feel like between this, like, the book, the movie, and the actual, like, legends themselves, like, there's so many weavings between the characters. Yeah. So, so the crux or the, the climax of this is, like, a fight in the, in the park where uh, Marco has come to kill Will... And he's got a gun. <laughs> oh. And, yeah, and... Uh, they didn't put that in the decom. <laughs> sure didn't. I was very stupid in the book, too, let me tell you what. Um, <laughs> and you learn that Marco is Mordred, and Will... A. Will Wagner stands for Arthur William Wagner. Uh, and, yeah, and so you learn that <laughs> Will is Arthur, and Elaine, 
has a sword from her dad that's like a replica of Arthur's sword Excalibur and she brings it to Will, gives it to Will and like there's a magical moment and he's like able to stop Marco, not through like any sort of violence or anything because it's a kid's book. He just like holds the sword and Marco's like, no, and then he's like, <laughs> done. And so you learn nice. that okay. you learn that Ellie is actually the lady of the lake, which is really funny because she's been like floating in the pool and she's mm-hmm. been like his confidant the whole time. And she's actually like super powerful because in the Arthurian legends, the lady of the lake is like this mysterious, all powerful, bad, I'm just going to say I don't care, badass woman. Mm-hmm. And it makes me very angry with the way that the movie handled all of this. I'm yes. going to preface. The book is not good. I I mentioned this before. I I reread the book this week because I wanted to have this basis and I reread it before we watched it. I'm and so I was like, glad you did. <laughs> right. Because I read it when I was in high school because 2010, I think I read it because I was like, I reread the All American Girl series because I wanted to. And I read this and was like so wholly disappointed because it doesn't feel like Mike Cabot's work. It's yeah. kind of flimsy. It's a little bit too on the nose at other points. I'm surprised that you didn't see the decom come out back then and and watch it. Because I wasn't watching the Disney Channel when I was a junior in high school. Didn't you say you read it in 2010? No, I don't know if I read it in 2010. I I think I said 2010 just because the movie came out. Oh, okay. I was like, you read it in 2010. I'm surprised you didn't see the the promo for the decom and want to watch it. I watched I mean, it in was, 20. This was, I watched it in 2010 because I went to school and we had cable and I was watching Disney Channel sometimes and I loved Arthurian legend stuff. Still do. And I'm like, oh, it's a Disney movie about it. I'm gonna watch it. I didn't remember any of it when we watched it this week, but I mean, to be fair, this. It's the 2010 was still when the internet was not quite as interwoven as it is now, where if you found the book, you would see. And now in Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. It was just, I so got it So you just happened to watch Disney Channel like I did every once in a while. I really like, as didn't background watch Disney Channel first. in high school, yeah. like I, at all. I didn't in high school until I went to college. No. And I'm like, I need background stuff while I'm studying. I'm just going to put Disney Channel on and then I would like see promos for what's coming up. No, I never watched Disney Channel for a really long time. Oh no! It came out in two thousand five. The, the book. book did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So not 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 two thousand ten, um, which is actually interesting because it came out before before the All American Girl sequel, which is interesting, which I'll talk about it later. But um, this movie, I don't believe that Meg Cabot had any any assistance in the in the teleplay. Like she didn't. I don't know if she was consulted at all, but yeah. she definitely wasn't credited. She was With credited. How different as the it book. is, I would hope she didn't. I mean, I, I would hope that she would have been part of it, but with, but with what happened, it is, yeah, yeah. So, first of all, the lead character's name is changed to Allie, which right off the bat means that she is no longer yeah. going to be confused for being Elaine of of Charlotte because. Right. I get that that might be kind of hard to explain to kids, but also, like, if she was just still Ellie and had the name Elaine and people thought that was weird, she could still be like, well, you don't matter. You're not a part of this of the narrative. And that's fine. And that works. But instead, it... Uh, okay. So she transfers to the school. Oh, the thing I forgot about in the book is that my um, M- Mr. Morton turns out to be Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the other equivalent there. Um, Which is really cool that the teacher turns out to be yeah the sorcerer's sidekick, Merlin. Right. So she, so in the movie, Allie goes to school and meets Miles, who's a completely new character written for the movie and is the best character in the movie. 
But that's sad. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> the best and, character in the movie, not even from the book. Yeah, and he has these psychic premonitions. Like, there's so much. And also, Allie keeps having these dreams of being, like, a knight. And it's like, okay, what the heck? Um, and then you... They're, like, daydreams. She'll just be, like, standing in the hallway and see knights walking yeah, down they're the like, hall. And then it flashes back to normal life. It's so weird. And then she meets Will, whose name is just Will Wagner, Marco, Lance, and Jen. And a lot of it is the same. You learn that Jen and Lance are cheating uh, on Will. Uh, Marco is a nasty man. Whatever. And you learn about the Order of the Bear because Mr. Moore, his name is now, Mm -hmm. who's played by Steve Valentine, whom we love, who's the villain from Teen Beach. And he was also the magician in The Wizards of Waverly. The magician does not help. But like the street (laughs) magician in The Wizards of Waverly Place movie. We love him. He does a great job. It's not his fault. This movie is bad. Um, so he assigns Miles and Allie to research the Order of the Bear, and something I forgot from the book and the movie, which is the same thing, is that, uh, Ellie Allie's parents are supposed to be, um, Arturian legend professors and researchers. So in the book, she knows about the Order of the Bear because it's like a, a thing that's just, you know, told through the annals of... Arturian professors Mm. in the movie she has no idea what it is and her parents are like they bring out this magical book that's like oh the order of the bear let me tell you about the order of the bear and they've moved you learn at the end of the movie that her parents moved to this town because they were convinced that Arthur was going to resurface in this town never divulging how they knew that or what but his her mom is like yeah Will's Arthur I'm so excited to see it and like how would she know who this kid is even exactly. is before moving here. Exactly. And, like, I can get it when they move there if he's, like, you know, class president, quarterback of football team, like, all that stuff. I can get it then. But, like, what? Um, you, um, you also, like, in the movie learn that the coming of Arthur will be on when there's a meteor shower and an eclipse at the same time. And it's, like, not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> from the book. No, it will happen when there's a very intense, important football, football game. game. That's yeah. when it will happen. Uh, that does happen in the book, though. That part uh, is... It just happens is, to be an eclipse and... Yeah, they added the eclipse and the <laughs> meteor shower. And the meteor shower looks so bad in the CGI. Oh, my God. Um, so a lot of that is the same. But then Ellie in the books is never like convinced that anyone is any anyone's an actual like Arturian person like it's mm-hmm. never it's never a thing will in the books is sometimes like i have these thoughts of like deja vu or like i feel like i've seen you before and like some of these other things but that's about it um in the movie Allie and miles are like will is arthur and we've got to do something oh my god and then they get like super into it and it's like what um and so then the climax of the book of the movie, excuse me, is Will gets kidnapped from the football game and you <laughs> think it's by Marco because they've been setting up the whole Marco thing. But right. oh no, it's actually Mr. Moore the teacher, which so doesn't sad. make any sense. He's supposed to be Merlin. Yeah, he well, not even that, but he's so he's supposed to be Mordred, haha, not subtle. But that doesn't work with the legend. 
because he's obviously not his half-brother, nor is he his illegitimate son. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then you learn that Marco is the one who was the Order of the Bear because his dad was really into it. And so they're not they're, – they are just stepbrothers in the movie, which is like, sure, whatever. But also, that part's kind of an okay – like, I'm like, oh, sure, make the guy who's, like, supposed to be the villain the Order of the Bear. But he's been so mean to people the entire yeah. movie. So it's like – Yeah, and then we're just supposed to believe he no. was supposed to be nice the entire time. Like, no, that's so stupid. And so – you learn in the movie that any sword that Arthur touches turns to Excalibur. And so Allie grabs a, a prop sword and lo and behold, it turns to Excalibur. And Mr. Moore is like, no, you're Arthur. I thought it was Will. And I'm like, first of all, they ma- named her Allie so that it sounded more like Arthur. Name her Ari. Yeah, that would have been a nice name. Ari. I know a lot of Aries. Her name could have been like Ariana. It could have been yeah. Ari. Like, or you could have just been Ari. Like just Allie. Allie. Especially when one like Lance is so Allie? like so close to Lancelot and like Jen rhymes with Gwen. But we're going to have Arthur and Allie. Come on. No, it's really, really, really disrespectful. And then there's like this weird time travel-y thing where they're all fighting in medieval times. And Mr. Moore says to her, he's like, so you're King Arthur. I thought you might be the Lady of the Lake. And I nearly turned off my TV. Sarah was there. I yeah. was furious. What an yeah. absolutely disrespectful jab at the at the original source material. Because and a jab at the Lady of the Lake. She's so powerful. Like she's say, the most I important you person. Could maybe be the Lady of the Lake. It's like, oh, shut uh, up. <laughs> that is so. I get why they were like, let's make Allie Arthur. Let's make her her Arthur, that'll be, you know, women forward, whatever. No. It, 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 it makes the actual most powerful woman of the story non-existent. Yeah, keep her that way, but then explain to people who might not know that the Lady of the Lake is, like, the most powerful. Yeah, and also, like, she could not be Arthur and have been a woman in those times, yeah. in England, it did not work. If this was Norway, if this was a Viking tale, maybe. Mm-hmm. But England did not treat women with power like this. Like, mm-hmm. it did, It just didn't. And so Will is just supposed to be this random guy. He's not even, yeah. they don't even, like, make him Galahad or, like, <laughs> something saying, else. I was who's Will even supposed to be? Queen. No one. Yeah. And, it's, and Marco's not supposed to be anyone. And then it's just like, and then they just move on with their lives and they're like, oh, well, she's Arthur now and we're going to bow to her and call her your highness. And it's like, what the heck? Yeah. And it just really... And then Will says, if you're the reincarnation of King Arthur, what does that make me? <laughs> my knight in shining armor. Eh? Oh my gosh. It's like, it makes you nothing because you don't have a role. <laughs> Genuinely, this is... One of the angriest reactions I've had to one of these movies. And yeah. Do you think I you would think be so- as angry if you hadn't read the book right before this? I mean, obviously I think it I would still-, still be a bad movie, but... You asked me this right after we watched it, too. And I, I do think I would have because I remembered enough. I knew that she was the Lady of the Lake. Like, I did remember that. So even if he had made that jab at her and I hadn't reread it, I would have been really upset. I would have been really upset about her being Arthur anyway because it's a really cheap way to be like, look, we think women are cool. Yeah. Like women women can wield swords, it's cool. But it's like, no. Treat the source material, not only the book, but treat the Arturian legends with some freaking respect. Like, mm-hmm. gosh dang. And I I am not of the camp that a movie needs to be an exact retelling of a book. 
Because that's, first of all, a huge ask of a movie because books can hold a lot more information. And also, creative liberties can create really exciting opportunities. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's necessary to carbon copy it. I do think that... But this drifts so far away from the book, it sounds like. That's the thing. This one, it's just like, instead of boosting the source material and actually, you know, making using it as any sort of framework, they took the general idea and went and smooshed it on a page and then they went, okay, let's just work around this, you know, ink blot and see what we can do. Yeah. And it's just I keep the same bad. title so everyone knows it's related. Well, obviously they had to if they were going to base it on it, but I don't know. My feeling is if this is the angle they wanted to do, they should have made a TV show. They should have, if they wanted her to be, if they wanted this to be girl King Arthur reincarnated, they should have made it a TV show. It would have been way better as a TV show and I would have given it a lot more leeway to just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. You don't need, there's no way to make a book into a TV show and have it stick exactly to the source material, especially like a sitcom style Disney show. And so I just, mm, yeah, I I did not like this movie. This movie made me really angry, and I really wanted to turn turn it off. Mm-hmm. A whole hour and what thirty one minutes? Yeah, it was. Which isn't the longest decom, but it's it could have been like an hour twenty. That could have been better. It could have also been no minutes long, and that would have been better. Uh, good point. This uh, and the performances were not very good. The guy who was Miles was fine. The girl who was Allie was also fine. She can't run, though. She cannot run. Oh, my gosh. So there's... Her form is so bad. I was saying when we were watching it, I'm like, after watching... Well, anyone who watches, like, professional runners, anyone who can run knows. But after watching Gina at her track meets and cross-country meets and then watching this now, I'm like, oh, she's bad. She cannot so run. And, like, running is a... Good. Running is a pretty big part of the books, less so than in this movie. Um, but they show her running a lot, and she has very bad form. She like sticks her neck out, she like hunches her back, and she like pumps her arms like yeah, her arms way at the so side, funny. and then she like bounces her head up and down. And it's, I can't run. I'm not gonna come out here and be like, yeah, I can run, because I can't. And I'm really asthmatic and I can't do it. But I'm also not being filmed for a movie. And the fact that they didn't have anyone tell her that she's teach her how to run. Teach her. Especially she's like this like like, record breaking runner. Yeah. That should have been one of the basic requirements for this role was can you at least pretend to be able to run Uh, for like 10 seconds. So there's a YouTube, a YouTuber that I really like that reviews movies and she, uh, she's just very funny. She edits videos very well. And she just reviewed the movie Status Ups Update from like 2018 or whatever that stars Ross Lynch, who we know from Teen Beach and Teen Beach 2, mm-hmm. uh, Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows, uh, a couple other people, uh, like, uh, Wendy McClendon Lovey plays, uh, his mom and Rob Riggle plays his dad. But the bully, is played by none other than the guy who plays Will in this movie. Oh, boy. And I'm like, why? First of all, eight years oh, no. later, he's still playing a high schooler. Sucks. Yeah, that sounds like some Riverdale stuff. <laughs> he doesn't Aren't look that old. Aren't all those kids, old. like, in their 20s or 30s by now? 
Yeah. He looks... Well, it's done now. Oh, uh, thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. He he looked old, but he's he's very young looking overall. So it could have been worse. He looked about the same age as Ross Lynch. Harvey Guillen looked way too old. That was what was weird. Mm. Um, But... He looked better in that movie than he did in this movie. Because I don't like doing this. But he was supposed to be this, like, model-esque, hot guy. Like, buff football quarterback. Yeah. And he he had a terrible haircut. That is the first thing I would say. He had a borderline Mm -hmm. mullet. Yeah. And they gave him lip liner throughout this movie like his lips for some reason they were like let's make his lips look giant yeah let's give and him so some big m- luscious lips that are gonna look so unnatural and weird it was so weird because i was watching him in status update uh, i wasn't actually watching the movie i was watching the clips of him in status update and i was like his lips are much smaller in this movie mm-hmm. and it's he looks weird in this movie and i mm, i didn't like it yeah I was saying, yeah, like, he he played a better werewolf in the Wizards of Waverly Place series. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, the I will, I will say, I was excited to see that they uh, blind-casted, that's not a word, D- casted is not a word, so it's, they did blind-cast uh, Lancelot, so he was played by a black man, a man of color, mm-hmm. so that was really nice, because one thing I don't like about Mad Kappa is her books are really white. Yeah. Um, even, even All American Girl, which I love, is super white. And The Princess Princess Diaries Diaries is super white. Super white, yeah. This is super duper white. Uh, it's, uh, except for Marco, who is maybe not white, which is not great, because he's the villain. I was gonna say, it's not a lot of, uh, diversity still, but at least there's a little hint of it compared to the book. Yeah. This movie was also, it had a lot of really close-up shots at really weird angles, like, the guy who played Will kept getting really weird shots, and then the guy who played Marco, they kept shooting him from like his jaw up, and it was like just make him look terrible, like scary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The the angle was scary. I tell you that. Yeah, I uh, I was looking up who directed this movie. I know that our good friend Stuart Gillard or Gillard was involved in this movie. He was an executive producer. What else so, did he do that we've seen? I can't remember off the top of my head, so I'm looking. Okay. I say that name doesn't ring a bell for me, he but is I don't the, remember he is names the director. Like oh, it will, Sarah. <laughs> as soon as you say the name of the decom, I'm sure I'll know. He was he was the director. Um, he also did Girl vs. Monster. Ah. He also did Action Pete. He mm-hmm. also did Twitches 2. He also did Twitches. He yes, also did Going right. to the Mat. He also mm-hmm. did Full Court Miracle. He also did The Scream Team. And he oh, also well, did nothing else, because that's the last one. I think, but, we, yeah, we've definitely talked about how we're like, how did he do Scream Team and then all these other... <laughs> well, he did Scream Team and he did... Um, I mean, we have no idea what Full Court Miracle is like, but I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, and then he also did Hatching Pete, which we liked. Yeah. It wasn't directed well, but we liked it. So the Scream Team was his first... So I'll give that that pass because that's how, probably how it was. I mean it still wasn't directed very well but like it's still an okay movie. Mm-hmm. But this was his last one. So 
I don't think they wanted him to come back, shockingly. Yeah, I say, hopefully it stays his last one. Hopefully they don't bring him back for I, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. It... He just doesn't understand how to direct actors, and that's mm-hmm. the problem. His shots can suck as long as the acting is okay. Because if your shots are not great and you can still, like, see someone performing well... That's good, but like these upshots of Marco is literally the guy like jutting out his chin and grimacing, and it's like, hello, yeah. <laughs> why did you choose this angle? This is terrible. Oh, it's so bad. This movie, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's really frustrating, and I'm genuinely really grumpy about it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't need anything to completely adhere to the source material, but this one was, uh, like, just stepping on all of its freaking toes. And jabbing it in the gut and going neener, neener and running away. Like, it just... It was just frustrating. Yeah. And it didn't teach you the potential. It had potential to be, like, such an interesting movie. Yeah. I genuinely think it could have been a fun TV show, but what do I know? Um... Let's start with the moral because I know they said something towards the end. Yeah, it's the only thing I wrote down. It's what Allie says to Miles. She says, "Sometimes being different is what makes us great." And I yeah, said, "That's, that's what it is." That's absolutely it. It's also like, you know, accept your destiny. Your destiny might not be what you expect it to be. Uh, b- be nice to everybody. Uh, don't trust your teachers. Uh, you might be the hero of your own story. I don't know. Like, it's it's just, it's a mess. Because, like, some of those, it was also definitely trying to do. Like, you could be the hero of your own story. Oh, yeah. Except your destiny. Absolutely. Yeah. But Anything with King Arthur is probably going to have something related to heroism. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but the thing is, it wasn't. Like, that's not what, they, that moral that they said in the movie is 100% hands down the moral that they were going for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did they do it well? No. No. <laughs> In fact, they did it quite poorly. A lot more poorly than... Well, Teen Beach movie we have about, like, controlling the path of your own destiny, master of your own fate. We gave... We both gave that a nine, so that's, like, way opposite under the scale. But the the, the quote was something about, like... Even, it, what is it again? Isn't it, I thought it was, like, being weird is cool, basically. Uh, being different is what makes yeah. us great. Yeah. Yeah, so that's way different than Accept Your Destiny. There is one that's, like, being weird. I know how to find it. Uh, the Cheetah Girls and Spider Difference were stronger together. That's not it. Uh, the Find Your People and You'll Find Where You Belong. With Johnny Capallo back on board. That I had a two. I'm gonna keep that on the back burner. Because that's, uh, feeling about right. True confessions. If you were different, you wouldn't be you. Yeah, that's a problem one, though. Yeah. Uh, Camp Rock, don't hide who you really are and let yourself change. Oh, zombies, too. If you be who you really are, you will be accepted by people who matter. But that one's way better. Yes. Uh, You don't have to be what society expects you to be. That's zombies. Again, substantially better. Yeah, I think I, I think Johnny Capahala back on board is where I'm gonna probably stick it. I think this moral, uh, unfortunately, I think this moral is like just a smidge better. Let me see if I have anything at a two two five, because Johnny Capahala's moral is like barely there. Yeah, 
Oh, I have two confessions at a 225, so yeah, sure. 225 for me. Because it's definitely not better than that. I have true confessions at a 2, so I need to be at least above that. But I'm trying to see what else I have. I also have free variety at a 225. Maybe I will just give it a 2. Um, I think no. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go two two five two point five. I'm just scrolling to see if I have any other two point fives. Life is rough. I had a, a two point two five. Expect the impossible. Is this better than that? <laughs> Not really. I think I'm gonna put this at the same as life is rough. Then two point two five. Yeah. That's, that's also a... what I have for Johnny Capahala back on board. Yeah. That's fine. Messy, messy, Ooh. messy. It's not good. Ugh. This movie. Honestly, honestly, I've been thinking about Test of Time more so than anything else because I'm... I'm struggling because there's a part of me that wants to rank it lower just based on the fact that it completely sidestepped its source material from the book and also more so that it sidestepped its source material of the Arthurian legends. Mm -hmm. I know I can't do that fully because I would love to just be like, zero, none for you. You're terrible. But hmm. it's going to be real low, folks. Yeah. And I say, even without factoring in like the the legends the source oh, it still material looks like it would crap, st- yeah. it still looks like crap besides that too <sighs> trying to find something that i can equate it to twitches and twitches too i have it three and 3.25s that's too high for me. It is, but yeah, I'm factoring that in without even thinking of like the source material stuff. Well, I mean, so you I'm, can like, give I'm it whatever s- you want. Yeah, I'm just saying for me, that's too yeah. high. That's just what I'm going to start at as a base, and then I think I might just knock it down another point to a two. Oh, I'm going to give it 1.5, because that's what I gave Return to Halloween Town. You want to talk about something that spat in the face of its source material? It's... <laughs> It's That's the, true. What it's did the I give? Two I'm, I'm just curious now. I can't remember what I gave Return to Halloween Town. I'm curious. A two. Okay. Sure. Then this will be the same as that. That's what I planned all along. Oh, but Xenon Z3 is a one. Hmm. Hmm. Do I have anything at a 175? Let's see. I've got... Oh, wait. I mean, I want I want two five. Excuse me. I know math. Oh yeah, I've got zapped at a one seven five. Ooh, I hate the idea that zap holds up better than this. Hmm. Hmm. That's something I'm gonna have to think about. Uh. Tough choice. No, it's mostly that Zapped is so offensive and I gave it a 175, so I'm probably going to drop that. So I'm not even going to... I'm not going to use not that as gonna a... not going to compare. Yeah. No. 
Uh, I'm just going to give it a 1-5. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's a bad time. Sure is. It's not, unfortunately, as offensive to me as it is, it's not a D minus minus. No, it's, it's not. just not like it's not it's not anything that makes me want to punch an executive like yeah. this makes me want to write a really strongly worded message to an mm-hmm. executive and go, how could you? What were you thinking? But it's it's not a D minus minus. Yeah, it is a D minus. I, I was going to say, I was just looking at the D minus range. It's a five to a 14. So I am looking at my other D minuses right now. It's worse than Sharpay. It is worse than Return to Halloween Town for me. Dadnapped, I think. Well, I, I, actually, I don't know. Dadnapped is actually. really bad. Dadnapped was so, I will say, compared to Dadnapped, I'm making that stipulation, <laughs> it is not as boring. That's true. It's not as boring. It's not, like, it at least has a story and some of the acting is okay. Dadnapped is so unbelievably boring. So it is higher than a five. It is also higher than Frenemies, which is also at a five. Xenon Z3 is at an eight. Uh, Return to Halloween Return Town. Return to Halloween Town at a 13. Uh, I might have to give this the highest D minus. I don't know if I have any 14s down here yet. I'm putting this under Sharpay, which I have at a 13. Sharpay is definitely better than that. And then I have the Proud Family movie at a 12. Oh. I think I would watch Return what? to Halloween Town before I watch this. Not like I wouldn't go out of my way to, but I think <laughs> right. I would. I mean, for any D minus movie, we're not going to go out of our way to watch it. But... I at least get Debbie Reynolds in Return to Halloween Town. Yeah. I. I think the only other. I don't know what I want to do. What did D I minus eat? 13 for Halloween Town, 11 for Frenemies, Dad Napped at a 12. I think those are my only D minus movies. I had something in an 8, and now I can't remember what it is. Sharpay at 13. Come on, stop scrolling. True Confessions out of 5. I don't remember what kept True Confessions out of a D minus minus. I had something at an eight. Where did it go? I feel like I'm losing my mind. I literally just said it before I scrolled all the way down. Maybe I'm stupid and read Zapped as an eight and it's instead of three, but that's not what I think it is. All right. I no, there is Xenon I... Z3. Xenon Z3. Okay. 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 Oh. <laughs> all right. I'm keeping Return to Halloween Town at a 13, but I'm going to, I'm going to change my dad nap score so i can give this movie a 12 evalon high and then i'm gonna move dad napped to an 11 and frenemies to a 10 just so they're in order how i want them to be you're being so kind to them by keeping them still at the higher range of a d minus i know and <laughs> with the wrap-up coming up it might change but this is just how i'm gonna do it for now yeah so i have to decide if i want to give it a 9 or a 10 the thing is, it's better than Xenon Z3, because Xenon Z3 is bad. I think it's only just a step below Halloween Town. I'll return to Halloween Town, so I think I'm going to give it a 10. Nice. Uh, 
but it is upsetting. This is an upsetting movie. If you like this movie, that's fine. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about all of these movies. If you like them, that's fine. If you have a nostalgic love for this movie, that's fine. I, I was wondering if I was don't. going to. I'm like, I don't remember this movie. I remember watching it when it like around when it came out and thinking it was interesting. I couldn't remember if I liked it or not. But now rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. And I don't even want to say, you know, tell people to go read the book because it's a bad book too it's not good so it's like my decommissioned about king arthur watch something else about king arthur i really like the show merlin i I know not everyone does but i do i think it's Hmm. so boring i love it pacing is so so slow and nothing happens i watched two seasons of that show i love merlin i will say the merlin one's I think get better towards the end because the actors have such good chemistry with each other. But that's just me. That's just me and like my friends from college loved it too. No, I know. And I know a lot of people who do like it and I'm not saying it, but it's just like I dedicated two seasons worth of my time to that show and still was like, nothing has happened. Why? (laughs) Like it just, uh, but that's definitely an option. Yeah. So Sarah's decommission is to watch something Arthurian- and mine is to read a book by Meg Cabot because I'm lazy and I don't want to think of anything else. Because the Princess <laughs> Diaries books yeah. are good. They're dated and they've got some issues to them. But if you you know understand that and go in knowingly, then ta-da. But they're fun and they're well-written. And then I really like the All-American Girl series, which is just two books. Uh, which is about... Well, the, Prince, the Princess Diaries is about a girl who learns that she's a princess of a very small, unknown European country. Um, and then the All-American Girl book is about a girl who saves the president from assassination. Hmm. Um, and it sounds really dramatic, but really she, like, jumps on a guy with a gun and then you learn about, like... <laughs> just it's mostly about her and her the relationship with the president's son and also like just her day-to-day and her being the teen ambassador to the un and like trying to fight the president on political stuff and it's fun yeah um interesting yeah and then the second one deals with like readiness for sex which is a very big deviation from the first book but i think does a really good job i'm not gonna go too into detail about it um but it's probably something a lot of teenagers could benefit from reading especially when there aren't a lot of good sex education classes out there in the public school system just gonna say it that's the thing is that i luckily had a support system in my family that like if i needed or wanted to talk about sex i could but (laughs) just the opposite of me we didn't talk about anything yeah well, the other thing... You didn't I talk mean, about, like, periods, anything like that. You've dealt with it on your own. You figured it out. Well, and then our public school's health class was terrible. Because mm-hmm. there's a difference between being prepared and being ready. And our school attempted to teach you how to be prepared. Mainly by, by, by going, you know, don't do it. But yeah. there was some, like, you know... <laughs> abstinence is the only answer. They didn't do abstinence is the only answer. Oh, well... For a lot of my education, that was my. I mean, I'm surprised you class. even really learned about sex at St. It Anne's. was, it was only in sixth grade and like maybe a bit in fifth grade, but yeah, yeah. But in the in the public school, 
system mm-hmm. of our hometown. It was not, it was not abstinence only. There were multiple referendums where they tried to switch to it that failed, luckily. But it was very much like you learned the basest of base information. It was mostly our health class was mostly about don't do drugs because we had a really drug heavy mm-hmm. community. Hooray! But something that's never really talked about in health classes, and I don't know, you know, other health classes if this is a thing, but it's really not talked about of, like, knowing when you are ready, because it is a big event, and it is a new anxiety that you don't really have to think about Mm -hmm. when you're younger, and this book really delves into the psyche of a teenage girl going through this and, like, wrestling herself on, like, what it means to be ready, and then fighting the president about how abstinence only is a bad idea. Yes, I can I love that. understand why some people wouldn't like that angle. And yes, it is the majority of the book is about that. And it is a huge deviation from the first book. That I can understand. A lot of people think that that book is basically telling young women to have sex, which is not what it's doing by any means. No. And that is completely missing the story of the book. So really I cool. I feel like that's what so many people have things about health classes. Like, you can't teach my kids about... Like, oh, you can pull kids out. Options. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they should know. They should know if they're going to be sexually active. What's the safest way to do it? Well, I don't understand. I how remember being don't want their kids to know anything. Right. I remember being in elementary school. and We started learning. We started having sex ed classes when I was in fourth grade, and then we. I don't think we skipped them. I think it was only like a small section of our. What was called face class, which stand, stood for like family and something Consumer education. education. What? Family and uh, consumer. I say consumer. I think I it feel is like consumer. It's consumer. Yeah. I think I. That's what comes to mind. Even though yeah, I'm like, family and that consumer education. Like a no, that's, name, but that's what it was. That's yep. what rolls off the tongue, and it's where we we had like it was like in a kitchen, and we learned to like cook, and then we also mm-hmm. learned how our teacher ate a placenta. Like it's like the the River Bluff guy. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, cut that, but the, our, our our shared middle school teacher. It was like a a rumor, and then he just like. We all thought it was a rumor, and then he would talk about it when we would have our actual, like, sex ed classes. And I remember, but I remember in my elementary school, in fourth grade, uh, a lot of kids leaving. A lot. Like, at least five. Which, I only had a class of, like, maybe 20 tops. And they got pulled, and then they just went somewhere else. And we didn't even learn about sex in my sex ed class in fourth grade. We learned about, and we were, of course, separated by gender. So the boys learned about, you know, what happens in their nether regions. They learned about erections and things. And then yeah. uh, we learned about mostly about menstruation. And I think there was one class where we shared together, which where they did actually show us a video of like how babies get made. It wasn't like graphic yeah, or anything, but they were like, oh, yeah, yeah here's here's how it actually works. And I mean, as a nine year old, I was like, OK, whatever. Yeah. That's neat, I guess. I'm not gonna do it. Like, I, as a nine year old, like I. Just, oh wait, nine year old. I was thinking about like seventh and eighth grade. I'm like, I remember like them. No, we did that when I was in fourth grade. The, there was, or maybe it was, maybe it was like a birthing video. I think that's what I'm thinking that they showed us. I missed that class. I I was not there for that. Um, but there definitely was a birthing video that that guy. Yeah, showed. that's the video I'm thinking of. We definitely didn't see. I, I mean, if you saw it when you were like younger, no, 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 we, we didn't, didn't see a birthing that, video. Dance, so. We didn't see a birthing video. We saw we saw like a you know after school special like what sex? Well, mm. kids, sex is when you know two people come together to create love, and it's like wait, 
Excuse me? Oh, jeez. But no, most of, most of my sex ed when I was in fourth grade, which was only like a week. Like, there was like a week of dedicated sex ed when I was in fourth grade. And that was the first sex ed I had. Uh, that was all about menstruation. It was all about, like, learning what happens when you get your period. Which, for me, was great because I was a chunky kid. So, of course, I got my period early. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't think mm. we learned about that. Oh, I'm, I wish I could remember more about. Like, I feel like it was maybe, like, a week or two weeks in fifth and sixth grade, and it was very generic. But I remember going into even like high school, like totally unknowing, unprepared. Oh no, like, the I didn't the know middle anything. school that we shared that sex ed was nothing. That no. really didn't go like into. I said, we watched like the birth video, like very contraceptives. general. Yeah. yeah, no, we didn't go into like contraceptives mm-hmm. until we got to high school, and then we had to take sex ed every other year. So we took, we had it in sixth grade and eighth grade and 10th grade, fourth grade, sixth grade, eighth grade, 10th grade. And 10th grade was okay. the last one, which is crazy. That would make sense. Um, and 10th grade is the only one where we really le- learned contraceptives, which is a terribly late time to learn contraceptives. Yeah. So it's a bad time. But this book. <laughs> That's why we. I wish I would have had this book series when I was younger. It's just but the I one didn't. book, not the series. It's just the second book. True. But it's a... Uh, it was important to me, and it's it's written really well. Like the like I said, characters are written really well, and it's written like six years after the first one, and two years, three years after this book came out. So, but uh, okay, uh, next week is zombies three. Zombies three. See how All that right. goes. Last of the aliens, <laughs> and then we move on to mummies. Lots and lots of mummies. Yeah. I'm not excited about it. <laughs> I am hopeful for the original one. Also kind of nervous. I think the original one is the only one I'm going to be like, eh, cool. I'm definitely not yeah. excited about the sequel. Yeah. To be salty. I just like... Ugh. I haven't really heard anything about... It hasn't come out yet. Like the remake of Under Wraps and the sequel. Like, I don't oh. really know. I mean, the, the sequel hasn't come out yet, so I don't think they've really done any advertising for yeah, it. But I wonder... The... I'm guessing it won't be on Disney+, Plus, will it? Yeah, well, the remake was. The remake I can was, never keep track of like when DCOMs come out on TV when they're going to the come D- on the, Disney Plus. The, like, um... the original was a simultaneous release. Not the original, but okay. the, the first, the remake was a simultaneous release, so I'm guessing okay. it's going to be the same. Maybe Upside Down Magic was just weird, I guess, huh? No, Upside Down Magic, Magic and Spin both in it, but I think because those are standalones and they weren't like holiday. Makes sense. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> I can see where they're coming from, though. I like, guess. Oh, it's Halloween. Let's put it on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I think there's a little more foot traffic on it, but who knows? Who yeah. knows? We'll talk to you guys next week for Zombies 3. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, See you in the next hopefully better one. than this one. Yeah. I'm hopeful because the first two were good. Uh, enough. The... <laughs> good enough. Mm, <laughs> I would say that the third one was the only one that was good. <laughs> the third what? The third. We've watched four. Oh, the you're zombies? talking about zombies. I thought you were talking about the movies in that we've watched so far. No, no, I was talking about the zombies movies. Oh, yeah, the zombies <laughs> movies like, are perfectly fine. I'm like, this is going to be the third one, isn't it? They're perfectly fine. Yeah, I was like, we've watched... Yes. Because I was thinking about, like, our next movies. So I was like, we've watched... What? Okay. No, we've watched some crap movies so far this we've season. We've watched one, one good one <laughs> yeah. so far, so... But, okay, cool. Well, we'll talk to y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye.